Man, summer heat is definitely here. Let's talk about a cup of water. But first, the intro. Thanks for tuning in to the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lonoso. Keys to Gems fearlessly goes after a better understanding of every topic discussed. I hope you enjoy listening and take something away from each episode. And if nothing else, always know there is nothing we should fear discussing and understanding better. With that said, let's get to it. So as the summer heat sets in on us and we get into our summer routines, obviously we're still getting back to what we call normal, whatever normal is to you. Hopefully you get some semblance of it. And maybe you are doing something different that changes up what normal would be. But at the beginning, I said, we're going to talk about a cup of water. Now, let me set the scene for you. Wherever you are, wherever you might be, picture one glass or cup of water. Cool or warm, it doesn't matter. Room temperature, hot even. But this cup of water is sitting on a table. The table is in a room. The room is not anything fancy. It's not anything special, but it is a room. A room for walls, a door, ceiling. Maybe a ceiling fan because it's hot as hell, (laughs) especially here in Texas. But this cup spills. Now, the spilling could be because the table gets bumped against. Or maybe you mishandle picking up the cup. When the water goes on the table, does it go any other direction but where gravity will allow it to go? So if it's a level table, the water will spill, but it'll just stay spilled. It won't go back into the cup unless you kind of get it up with a towel and then squeeze it back in. Now, what is this cup analogy for? Well, see, that cup is kind of us, all of us, individuals. We see ourselves in the way that we see ourselves. We live our lives in the way that we live our lives. And each of those things are independent each other. Now, when the water spills, let's say something happens to knock it over, like, oh, I don't know, a pandemic. What's inside of you may have gotten kind of thrown about. Now, if you spill water on a table, the the water isn't just going to run to the floor unless the table is not level or maybe the floor isn't level and then it will run. But water stays where it, it is put. The thing to remember is sometimes that's okay. There's an old saying that says, don't cry over spilled milk. That is to say, certain things that have happened can't be undone. They happened. It's okay. So back to this cup. The cup has been put together by the days and weeks and years that we have lived the strife that we all have been through, individually, emotionally, 
dealing with family, dealing with friends, maybe lack thereof, dealing with people that we maybe thought were friends. And sometimes our water spills. But the good thing about it, the very, very good thing about it, we are in control of what happens to the water. Now, this time, collectively, that we're living in, as I mentioned, we're kind of getting back to normal. We had something historic happen in that a law was passed to make Juneteenth a holiday. And it happened in the summertime, which is, well, I say it's near summertime, technically speaking. It's not quite summer. But, I mean, we right there, the temperature's saying, hey, summer's here. <laughs> but we had Juneteenth made a federal holiday. Yet we have critical race theory being fought in schools. See, America as a big cup or a big glass, we have a lot of contents. And we have did some really fucked up things to the contents. We have spilled it. We have covered it up. We have suppressed some of the contents, trying to make it seem like it wasn't there. You know, like some cities do with the homeless. They take care of the homeless just by moving them away from where they set up their communities. But we all still have our glass or our cup. That water is very much still there. What are we going to do with the water? See, some people might think that it's as simple as, well, you wipe it up. And Confucius, I believe, is credited with saying, a bowl is most useful when it's empty. And that may also be the case for a cup. Some religious folks might want to get to the point where my cup runneth over type deal, where things are just, everything you need is happening. Everything you want, everything that you work for is maybe popping off or happening just as you need. The good thing is, that water that spilled, maybe that wasn't the water we needed to consume. It's still, it's still our water. It's still ours to do with. Do you just leave it there, let it evaporate, let it get into the, well, I guess it would need to be a large amount of water to get into the rain cycle, but let, let it just sit there, maybe dry up, as they say. Some people have been put into a habit of trying to put the water back in the glass or back in the cup. Some people have been conditioned so much that this is the only water I have, so I must at all costs protect the water. I must at all costs, even if it spills, I must get it back into the cup. The good thing about it for those people the world, I believe, is two-thirds water. All of it isn't drinkable, but you can't drink all of it, so that doesn't matter. To it, everything that happens when you have those situations where maybe your cup spills, maybe things aren't happening, maybe things aren't exactly where they need to be, perhaps it's time to get some more water. 
perhaps it's time to make sure you clean up your mess because that's just disrespectful, leaving shit all messy and stuff. Little people come over. And you know what? Let me, I digress. <laughs> but maybe it's time to get some more water. Maybe it's time to go to a different source for the water. I mentioned that the table might have got bumped. How many times have we thought, had this just not happened? Had this happened for me, I would have been able to. You know that if you've been listening to this podcast since its inception, I'm a very realistic type person. I don't know what could have or what might have because we can only go on what did. So if your water has been spilled upon a table, metaphorically, it is your turn to act. Hell, we're in the Pride Month right now where people, the LGBTQ plus people are celebrating being who they are, celebrating their truth. They're taking action to live their truth. If you're thirsty, don't let the spilled water keep you from drinking. If you need to get that mess cleaned up, whatever it might be, mental health, relationships, maybe friendships have been strained because of what we went through last year and, you know, seeing George Floyd's death, seeing Breonna Taylor, who just would have had her another birthday uh, a couple of weeks ago. You know, maybe, maybe relationship, relationships have been strained just a bit. That's okay, too. See, this cup of water that has water in it, that maybe has been spilled, however its state is, it is okay that it is in that state. See, I'm the type of person that has been through so much and I kind of keep stuff close to the vest. Like, so, certain people that are really, really close to me or get the rundown or what I feel, what I go through emotionally and things like that. And in fact, I had a conversation where I used another water analogy. I'm not Bruce Lee. <laughs> I'm not trying to channel him or anything. But when, because Bruce Lee says be water because you could change your shape. You could change your direction. Well, it's not really water that's changing the direction. Water is just water. Gravity pulls towards the center. So in my own space, I've had to do this also. So I'm not just giving you a, a go get them speech. I'm giving you from real life experience. From the loss of friends to the loss of loved ones, to the loss of job opportunities, to the loss of what you thought would be your growth, your chance to excel. Maybe the water has been spilled. Maybe you thought you had more water than you did, but your cup, life, you still have. The chance to refill it is all up to you. You don't have to do anything extravagant. You'll be surprised how much little effort helps. But sometimes we need to do big things. Sometimes we need to put ourselves in position where maybe we understand that 
Yeah, the water was there. Yeah, that water is cool. But is it all that I needed? Is it all that, have I done everything possible to make sure that the amount of water that I had is sufficient? Just a cup of water. I was kind of hesitant hesitant in presenting this episode this way. It's kind of been rolling around in my head since last week when I recorded. I actually dumped the episode that was going to be published this week. I wasn't proud of it. And I, it wasn't being, it wasn't a, a true representation of what I felt. It was true and accurate in its information, but it's not its not the passion that I felt. But this one, hopefully you can vibe with me. Because as we move towards normal, keep in mind your cup, <laughs> your cup will be as full as you make it. With that said, let me go ahead and jump into the next topic. For the next topic, I wanted to present something to you, you know, it is something for your consideration. And it's a big topic in the philosophical world. And it's something that I want you to maybe take away with you and chew on it just a bit. And that simply is, what do we know? We guide ourselves through life based on experiences and what we find to be true or reliable. And sometimes we we base our decisions or we become habitual in our decision making because things are just that's just the way it is. So why would I have to think about it anymore? As we approach this Juneteenth, when a general, a union general came to Galveston and said, hey, slaves, you're free. You know, a couple of years after it happened, those slaves stayed in slavery. Though they were free because they did not know that they were free. You can't see me using air quotes, but I'm using them. <laughs> so they didn't know what was going on. They didn't know the true status of their existence. How much do we allow ourselves to stay in because we know things to be a certain way. Oh, this just this is just obviously something that we know. So I don't have to think about it anymore. I had a friend or I have a couple of friends that I've had this conversation with in dealing with religion because I was raised in a church as I've mentioned before. And they say, well how do you live without a God? Or saying that there is no God. And my response is simple. I know me. I know that if I do it, if I set my mind to it, I will do it. I don't have to look outside of that. I look inside. A response from one of my friends was, well, how do you know that that's not God putting that ability in you? My response at this particular time to that friend was, well, see, I have a problem with that because of what I know. 
I know that there is suffering around the world. Hell, we just saw in the news not that long ago that Asian people were getting assaulted. And, you know, we had the Asian hate bill that was created from it. We saw that Palestine and Israel are still having issues because colonizers, <clears throat> I mean, the UN uh, <laughs> basically came in, took their land and said, hey, check this out. We're going to put the Jews here because they need somewhere to go because Hitler was trying to eradicate them. And we're going to take this land for them that belongs to you. And they they said, but what does that have to do with there being a God? I said, it has everything to do. See, I can't, just like those slaves, I understand where I am. When they received the news that they were free and slavery had been ended, they had a choice to make. They could stay in that state of willful bondage or be free. A lot of things that happen in life are not comfortable. They're not easy to deal with. I mean, even if you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, I have to imagine that there are things that will happen that will kind of rock your foundation sometime. Whether it's a loss of a loved one, maybe a parent, maybe you set your sight on a goal and it doesn't come through like you want it to, or maybe it can't come through. But you have to realize what you know. A lot of people rely on knowledge in different ways. Some use it as a crutch instead of being emotionally available to people in relationships. Well, this is how it should happen. So obviously I don't have to get emotionally involved because I know that A, B, and C have been done. I am literally describing someone in my family. If they hear this, they hear it, whatever, they know where I'm at. <laughs> But also, people tend to become lazy, intellectually lazy, specifically, and don't examine what they know. And in this time of kind of rebirth, in this, in this time of change, in this time of growth, in this time of hopeful progress that we're making, whether it be politically, socially, interpersonal, we have to really examine what we know and have to make decisions based on what we actually know, not what we just think, not what we have been relying on, but that's how we grow. John Locke, one of the great philosophers from around the Enlightenment period, which if you read some of his works, you'll see a lot of words that are real similar to our founding documents as the United States, you know, with the Declaration of Independence and life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I mean, I'm not saying they plagiarized my man. I'm just saying if they would have had to go talk to the professor <laughs> based on <laughs> how similar the documents are. But anyway, John Locke had this idea of a blank slate, meaning you are you kind of experiences help build on your knowledge. So with that, how much have we been through this past year? I mean, even up through this 
vaccine rollout, the hesitancy that may be in some people's minds and <laughs> all that's warranted. I'm not, you know, really going down that lane or down that lane, but how much do we know? How much are we allowing ourselves to either stay in the same position emotionally, physically, in a personal relationships, just based on what we think we know when we haven't examined it? So, this is simply something to chew on. When you, when you think you know something, maybe take time and see, how did I come to know it? Can I actually say that I know it? And then, I mean, that could go many different different areas, and I'm not trying to put you in a, in a philosophy circle where you just kind of think like the thinker. <laughs> you sit down with your fist to your chin like, hmm, what do I know? No, I'm not, I'm not trying to do that to you. But certain things that we think we know, we don't. People thought they know that if you're born with boy parts, you could never feel like a female. If you're born with girl parts, you could never feel like a boy. And then we learn that certain people don't even feel like themselves. They don't, they don't understand how they feel. Like they're 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 raised like um, Elliot Page, I believe his name is. I don't want to dead name him, but came out as transgender and had some surgeries to modify his body. But he was living a life where raised one way, looked one way, but he knew something else. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to be transgender or, or homosexual or anything like that. But just think, maybe what we think is normal. Maybe what we think is just the way it is, isn't the way it has to be. And that's pretty powerful in my eyes. So, with that said, thank you very much for tuning in to the 54th episode of the Keys to Gems podcast. This is your host, Lone Oso, and I'll see you next time.